Hello. Welcome to our podcast. This is the part <laughs> I don't get. I'm Jay. And I'm Bay. And I believe this is episode 73. That sounds right. I forgot to look it up this time. Um, we're now uh, collecting, you know, we're elderly. Social... <laughs> yeah. We're getting that that elderly discount at the movies. Yeah. And uh, the early bird specials are coming our way. We're looking at retirement homes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 73. We are downsizing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're, may, we're getting, maybe getting some grandkids if we're perhaps if, if we're lucky and we'll love them more than our own children <laughs> spoil them for sure yes yes so um i believe it's my turn to go first unless you had some pressing issues or comments or concerns well i did want to say one thing before you started that this i believe this is our third year anniversary is oh, it not is it Oh yeah, that makes not? sense. I think so because we started. We started late January, yeah, and I couldn't remember if it was year two or year three. So I'm just guessing. Oh, so it was January before... January thirty first, two thousand nineteen was our first episode. Yeah. So I mean, it's not the same day, but you know, it's the end of January. So this is like our anniversary episode, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, almost. So... Yeah almost there yeah. yeah I wasn't sure but I wasn't sure if it was what day but I knew it was the end of January so congratulations yeah wow we've made it we, I can't we, we've I kept it going through a pandemic and then like another <laughs> pandemic or I don't know is it is it the same one or is it like a new we've one? been through the know. entire entire Greek alphabet <laughs> alpha beta data or data delta omicron you know we've been through it all yeah yeah so congratulations just wanted to say Thank and you. i i do think it is your turn it I is yeah think i it actually is remembered turn. for some reason i think because <laughs> i i think because i actually listened to some of the the episode because my husband said it was there was like a delay but when i listened to it there was no delay so obviously it was just uh, uh, yeah <laughs> So I was like, excuse me. Well, you know, we're known for our amazing audio quality <laughs> and like very well-researched topics. So yes. I mean, come on. Yes. Come on. Totally. I mean, we put a lot of effort into all of this. I definitely don't wait for the minutes. last minute to do the research. <laughs> <laughs> and we never use Wikipedia. <laughs> no, no. Only, only uh, verified sources, of course. Uh, today I actually didn't use Wikipedia. Um, I just used a few articles. Actually, my topic's kind of short, but um, it's you know a little bit more lighthearted than some of the other ones I've done. Um, have you heard of these? Are you aware that there are camel beauty contests out there? <laughs> no. Is it because they have such lovely eyelashes? Um. Have you ever seen like a zoomed in photo? Oh, of yeah, faces? they do have their eyelashes are so like yes, and that's actually voluminous. part of it. that is part of <laughs> one of the um qualities the criteria. You look for. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I did not know that. 
Well, the reason to answer your question. been in the news lately is because um, many of the camels were disqualified because they had enhancements done to their bodies or their faces um, that were illegal. Oh, wait, I think I remember seeing like an article that I passed of yeah. saying that. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. It's, yeah, it's bad. So my, my sources were that um, an article in the New York Times called Meet the Beauty Queens of Aldafra by Kiki Streitberger. I love that name. I like the name Kiki. That's <laughs> <laughs> just such a cool name, like Kiki and then Streitberger. Um, and then an article in, uh, from CNN called uh, Camels Ejected from Beauty Contest Over Botox Use and Other Tampering by, Mo <laughs> <laughs> by Mohammed Tafik and Jack Guy. Um, All right. Yeah, so... Uh, the, the, the beauty contest takes place at the annual King Abdul Aziz uh, Camel Festival in Saudi Arabia, and it starts December 1st, and it is a 40-day um, celebration. Yeah, it's a 40-day <laughs> festival, so we ju it just ended, um, and it celebrates uh, Bedouin traditions, and Bedouin mm -hmm. is a, um, for those who don't know, I didn't know, is a nomadic Arab tribes who are mm -hmm. uh, who historically live in desert regions in the Arabian Peninsula, uh, North Africa, and they um, unfortunately their uh, Bedouin society has kind of gone down over the past fifty years uh, due to um, borders and economy and technology. But they, you know, camels are obviously a big part of their transportation because yeah, of the desert. Um, so this is kind of a way of celebrating that they, other than just the beauty contest, they have, um, they have, I think some race, camel racing, I believe. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, lots of food, lots of vendors. Um, it's just a big, big festival. Um, it's, it takes place on Million Street and basically they just kind of shut down the whole area um, to have this festival. Um, so I, I couldn't really figure out where the origination, the only thing I saw was that it, some say the beauty contest originated in 1993 after there was a family dispute over who <laughs> camel was prettier. And so they had to call in an independent judge to uh, decide. Of course. Um, so over 33,000 camels participate. Whoa. Yeah, and not just Saudi Arabia, but like uh, France and- Yeah, I'm sure they Europe. ship them in, yeah. Yeah, and this is a huge contest. We're talking about um, $66 million in prize money is at stake. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. It's a lot of money. I mean, It's like remember. their version of the Kentucky Derby or something right, over exactly. here. Right, um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Saudi Arabia's got that oil money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, they probably have like lineages for their camels now at this point. Yeah. You know, this camel's mother was the winner in 2004. Well, yeah, actually the, the breeders, um, you know, obviously if they, if they win something, they can sell their camel for more money. So it's very, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, lots of money involved. Um, so it is divided into different categories by based on breed, age, sex, and also whether the camels is owned by a sheikh or a tribesman. Um, and 
uh, as you mentioned before, the ideal camel has um, the, the nice eyelashes. Curled I was eyelashes. just guessing there because I've always noted that that their eyelashes are quite long and curly. Yeah, I'm very envious of their eyelash game. I know it's like I wonder why that is. Like why? Maybe it probably has sand. something to do with dust and sand. Yeah, yeah like to keep, to protect them from. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's their environment. Like, big eyelashes for that so they uh, <laughs> the ideal camel also has long straight legs okay a long neck a shapely hump um <laughs> it's just the right spot in the lower back so i don't know oh, where just the right spot i guess that reminds you know. me of um that song milkshake i started singing that to my husband the other day you know my milkshake brings all the boys to the yeah world. i sing that like, all the he was, time he was like what he's never never heard heard that that song yeah so like the humps the humps or that song like my lovely lady loves oh yeah (laughs) wasn't that like a fergie song yeah that's yeah check it out (laughs) (laughs) that's what what those two songs it reminds me of like humps on a body yeah you gotta celebrate gotta celebrate the humps. the curves the natural curves right in just the right spot exactly (laughs) um and then they look for pert ears, okay. <laughs> um, long droopy lips, a sleek coat, <laughs> an elegant posture. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm surprised the droopy lips. I'm surprised they wouldn't want to be perky. I don't know, but I I'm guess sure it's like a characteristic that camels generally have, and they just are really looking for like yeah, they the, want it the to be the best like, version of that. Yeah, really pronounced. Like, there's no doubt this is a camel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a second that looks like a donkey <laughs> wait a minute that's a horse pretending to be <laughs> i'm trying to find a picture of one of the winners but i don't know i probably couldn't even i can imagine it would be a beautiful looking camel yeah some of them are white so that's interesting i wonder you know what rather than like the tannish yellowish color yeah and then some of them have like fur you know Um, well it's you said they're um you know organized by breed so there there might be different different lineages of camel i always thought of camel as just being a camel but yeah there might be different (laughs) kinds well yeah and i kept thinking about like you know how it kind of is similar to like dog shows here i mean Mm -hmm. hopefully no you know, Botox or anything is done to them, but who knows? Yeah, or that, um, that's true. That one that I, that topic I did about the people that, um, the like, grooming, yeah, the grooming, dyeing their hair and stuff kind of reminded me of that. Um, any way to win. <laughs> um, but at least this is kind of, you know, it is celebrating a culture. Um, and so you know, what did they do exactly? to the camels so they um basically so this year 43 contestants were disqualified due to they did botox or fillers um they were i don't know how they did this but they were inflating their body parts i'm guessing the hump yeah or maybe trying to make them look like more muscular um And then they were using rubber bands to enhance their appearance. Basically, they would use the rubber bands to like cut off blood flow. Oh, yeah, it was really bad. Um, and obviously, like PETA has spoken out against this. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Um, it, it seems like they do a good job of um, making sure that, you know, that no one like that wins or is in the competition. Or legit. Yeah, because they actually use uh, x-ray machines and like oh ultrasound goodness, devices really? to test. I guess that's how rampant it's gotten that they are like. Because that's okay. what I was going to ask. I was like, well, how can you tell when a camel has been injected with Botox? Yeah, and I didn't know those things. Oh, well, it makes sense they would come up on an x-ray, I guess. But um, first of all, I, I guess it's a portable x-ray machine. Like, how do you fit a camel <laughs> into an x-ray machine? Well, they have, like, zoologists. Oh, yeah, that's You know, like, true. when the tiger at the zoo gets yeah. hurt or whatever, you know. Very they have true. to have something. Yeah. Um, and then they even take, like, samples for genetic analysis. That's what one article was saying. Um, probably to prove it's a camel and not a donkey yeah or yeah that it was like crossbred or something but um (laughs) so they if they do if they are caught doing any of these enhancements um the breeder can face a fine up to twenty seven thousand dollars per camel for the botox which i think is fair and then even if they braid their their um hair or cut their hair or dye their hair they can get a fine of eight thousand dollars so oh wow very very like yeah you know they're very strict roles yeah um but of course people you know do dress up the camels and it's actually um caused kind of like this own you know um market for uh like accessories for the camels like oh i can jewelry (laughs) and like uh blankets colorful blankets to put on the camel um reins and things like that so it's definitely got quite a market, um, <laughs> <laughs> quite a, a, you know, a way to, to make some, some money if you're looking for a new business venture. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously very competitive. I do, I think, I think it's, you know, I, I'm kind of like torn because I think it's great that they celebrate the culture, but I worry that these animals are being mistreated. Um, yeah that's always a concern they there's also there's an elephant festival in india every year and that's been a big controversy as well because that's you know the same thing you're celebrating a tradition you're celebrating a culture that goes back a really long time well before you know animal rights was even a consideration so yeah but you know just like science we have to adapt with the times Right. Um, another interesting thing is, is that it's all um, male or men that that are able to participate or men breeders, mm. I should say. So I, I think there was the first like one of the first women um, participated recently, but overall, it's, you know, only with men are allowed mm. right now. So, um, you know, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that's pretty much it. Hopefully they will, um, work on continuing to, you know, safeguard these camels and keep them from the horrors of, you know, plastic surgery. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully because so many of them were ejected from the competition, they'll know you know, it's not worth it to, yeah. Yeah. I think they're doing well at 
cracking down so i'm glad yeah sounds like it yeah because i, I mean they're not letting that slide yeah I, when that much money is at stake yeah it's like you gotta really know um you know you gotta make sure it's a fair fair yes you have to make sure it's <laughs> fair but of course it's gonna bring out the absolute worst in people because you know greed yeah but have you ever ridden on a camel no have you no <laughs> I've like come up next to one before um but no I can't I mean I'm sure there's a right and wrong way just like yeah I've I've seen on like on the housewives shows I I feel like there's always one episode where they go to another country and go on their camel rides and there's always like one that like misbehaves and like kind of looks like it's going to throw the one of the housewives off and that's always my favorite part but well, they have they to like spit? they and they kind of bend down yes they do camels spit and then like i'm sure like their teeth they look like they could really hurt you if they really like just like a horse like if you get bit by a horse my god yeah oh it's this gotta is, hurt so bad but this is they aren't actually spitting they're actually throwing up they bring oh. up the contents of their stomach along with saliva and project it out. This is meant to do to su- surprise, distract, and bother whatever the <laughs> field is threatening them. Damn, that's an interesting uh, <laughs> surprise and distract. Let me just puke over here while I run away while you're distracted. I'm gonna puke all over. It. Man, that would be kind of awesome to be able to. I mean, it would. I mean, it would suck to puke, but like if you really wanted to get back at someone, be like, I'm gonna puke all over you. Well, you know, they're trying to get away from predators. So yeah, probably, I mean, that's, I'm that's guessing. the ultimate like distraction right there. Um, it kind of too gross to eat. Remember that time in, <laughs> I, I feel like the closest you got to doing this was in like sixth grade when you like mashed all that food together and then you showed it to that one kid. You're like, I wasn't feeling too well today. <laughs> and then he called yes. you a bitch or something. <laughs> yes. He was not a very nice person. So I, think <laughs> I was he... like, I thought that was so awesome when you did that. <laughs> and I, that was just, I don't even know whose idea that was originally. I bet but you I, it was but, mine. <laughs> I bet it you anything. Was. We yeah, know I, I, was I someone... come up with the ideas and then have someone else do them. It was someone who was not a very nice and friendly gentleman. So we were, you know, just giving him a little tease. Um, but no, he did not. He did not throw up for sure. Did not. He was, he, I remember him looking at us like, what is wrong with these girls? Rightfully yeah. so. It is an odd, it is incredible. Yeah, I guess we're not helping the situation. <laughs> like, gosh, he's teasing me out. Let me just do something super strange, you know, that that'll that'll take care of it. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I I remember that as well. (laughs) I I remember that as well. I was, um, you know, channeling my inner camel, I guess, you know, to to just to distract. (laughs) So another fun fact, uh, camels do not directly store water in their humps. They are the the humps are reservoirs of fatty tissue. Okay, tissue is metabolized, it yields more than one gram of water for every gram of fat processed um okay so in a way they're kind of like sucking it the water nutrients from the hump but it's not like legit water it's like yeah it's stored in the hump but not as water it's like fat and then when the fat gets released it turns into water i think well i wonder how much water they need then like natural 
resources of water if they like are do you know like how like cats don't really drink a lot of water like are they like that like where they just don't really drink a whole lot because yeah, they don't it need says, to um the the dromedary camel can drink as seldom as once every 10 days even under very hot conditions and Whoa. can lose up to 30 percent of its body mass due to dehydration um their red blood cells are oval rather than circular in shape unlike other mammals and this facilitates the flow of red blood cells during dehydration and makes them better at withstanding a high osmotic variation without rupturing when drinking large amounts of water so huh. it looks like i guess they they don't have to drink it often but when they can't when they do they they are able to drink a lot more than the rest of us or normal mammals. <laughs> of course Let's see, a 1,300 pound camel can drink 53 US gallons of water in three minutes. Oh my God. No. That's crazy. There's no way. That's like, it's like a fire hose sucking yeah. up. Yeah. Well, that, you, you know, know, they got that long tongue and maybe that's why they throw up so easily. That's, <laughs> that's 53 milk jugs. Damn. In three Boy, minutes? You know. I want to, I want to see a video of this. <laughs> wow stay tuned i'll post some i'll try and see if i can find a winner of the of the competition or or yeah. at least a really good looking camel for the instagram <laughs> <laughs> my topic has nothing to do with camels Darn. Um, but it was also lighthearted. if you are um if that's all the camel yes, facts that, that's all that's all i got unless another um fun fact pops up and I'll let you know at the end. So my topic, my husband, this, my husband brought this up to me. I want to say, a, you know, a couple years ago when it first arose in the news and then it has, the story has since changed recently and he brought it up again. And, um, I do get this topic, but, um, I mean, I do get it, but at the same time, it's just, it's, it's fascinating that this has actually happened. Um, so I'm really surprised that they would go to those lengths, but, um, as of August, uh, this, this particular bit of information is from cnbc.com. Um, as of August, 2021, there are now new rules and actual laws regarding children and how often they can play video games in, in china oh china okay i was like in the u.s <laughs> i mean there might be moves to making that happen but yeah uh, obviously different different location different culture different government um but then you know they're making these uh, these changes so kids and teens under 18 years old in China will only be allowed up to three hours a week to play online video games, according to new rules that were published in August by China's National Press and Publication Administration. So these have, of course, affected the Chinese tech stocks oh, yeah. uh, and uh, their gaming industries so according to a translated notice about the new rules people under 18 will be allowed to play video games one hour a day between 8 
and 9 p.m. So 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Weekends and legal holidays. What if you're working during that time? (laughs) Well, I mean, they are under 18. I have no idea. I mean, like, I think that, you know, if you're a small child, hopefully you're not working, but I'm assuming that you're supposed to spread out the three hours a week in between eight and 9 p.m. That's, that's my guess. Like, it's like one hour per individual day and then no more than three hours a week. That's kind of how I understood the rule. I could be wrong, but that's how I understood the law. The agency build the rules as a way to safeguard children's physical and mental health is what they stated according to the translated notice. Yeah, makes sense. Quote, the rules will apply to companies providing online game services to minors, limiting their ability to serve those users outside of designated areas. The companies will not be allowed, will also not be allowed to provide services to users who haven't logged in with real name registration, preventing them from simply remaining ignorant of their users' background, end quote. So I, I'm assuming this is like an online, because like the first thing that popped up when I heard online game services was like what we, what we used to have in like the early aughts and like the late nineties when you go to like the internet cafe kind of thing. I don't know if that's what they meant or like legitimate, like online services, like they wouldn't be able to log in on the game. I'm guessing until probably like, you know, Xbox and those, you can play people, I think, I guess over the internet. God, I saw Yeah. Um, yeah, Wait, I guess like they just... it, what did you call it? The aughts? Yeah, the early aughts. What's that? That's 2000? <laughs> That's 2000 to 2010. What? I've never heard of That's that. That's what it's I... called. <laughs> That's what it's called. Because, you know, we're, we're now... who? Everyone. We're now in the 20s. Then it'll be the 30s. You know, Where the did teens. they get the word ought from? I think it just comes from the idea of like 09, 08. So like the O sounds like the aughts. Yeah, the early aughts. I cannot believe you've you've never heard that term. I feel like I might've seen it written, but that's the first time I've heard it. I think I just saw it on like a TV show or something. So that's why I had it in the back of my head. They were talking about the early aughts. Um, But yeah, because like, what else would you call it? You You can't refer to that decade by the O's. Can't you, you know, like, pronounce I think it's like, like the early 2000s. Yep, you could say that. You could say that. That probably works. But technically, the early 2000s could be like 2015, comparatively, if we were in the 90s again. Oh, so the off is the first decade of any century. Yes. A U G H T. Oh, okay. Whoops. I was spelling that incredibly wrong. I thought O T T S thinking of like the apple juice like mots <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm sorry to blow your mind today but we, uh, we just had a mini this is the part i don't get within, within <laughs> your topic how exciting is that because <laughs> i do remember when the when the aughts came around and then people were saying okay what do we call this decade like what do we say yeah and i remember the first time someone said aughts and i was like that's ridiculous that sounds stupid because I was like what were we like 12 you know and um <laughs> but yeah I guess I just saw it on a tv show or something and and it's now in my brain well some people in England are calling them the naughties apparently <laughs> and like like being naughty yeah oh, yes okay and then the 
And then like 2013 to 19 is the teenies. Okay. Then, yeah. Eh. This is its own topic. I know. Bringing it Sorry. back around. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. Um, it was a valuable learning. Yes, opportunity. it was a great learning experience for me. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, you can go so, back to your topic. It's okay. That's okay. Back to China and video games. <laughs> so uh, there are over 110 million miners that play video games in China today. So they expect that the new limitations will lead to a decline in the number of play players overall and reduce the amount of time and money spent um, in the games for those under 18. Okay. That was from Nico Partners senior analyst, Daniel Ahmad, who, who quoted that. <laughs> for, <laughs> for a long time, China, Beijing specifically has been worried about gaming addiction and how it would affect their country's youth and um gaming consoles were apparently banned for around 14 years until 2014 so those early odds uh, so <laughs> 2000 to 2014 consoles were actually banned um npr said this is just an update to, to the 2021 is actually just an update to previous regulations that they had already had in place in 2019 was when they first started making these rules and laws uh, that said minors could only play online games for a maximum of 90 minutes per day. So in 2019, they could play more. It was more than just eight to, to 10 or eight to 9 p.m. Uh, and more than three hours a week. So they could play 90 minutes per day and they were not allowed to play at all between the hours of 10 p.m. and 8 a.m., uh, which I can understand, you know, if you're addicted to a game, you're not going to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to stay up. So they said that real names and phone numbers were also still required back then in 2019. So that you can just like monitored it just by like looking at the their logins and stuff. I think it does require, yeah. And I'm assuming it, they're they're because they're keep saying online video game. They're not saying like something like Mario, you know, like, like yeah, yeah, or like. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I guess it would have been way easier to regulate this if no one had like a gaming console. Like if you had to literally log on, it would have been easier for them to control what you do and don't do. But um, especially if you had to, you know, verify who you were with your actual real name and phone number and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know what the technology is that they're using specifically, but they, they keep saying online. So they're not talking about like our little N64 situation. Yeah. Super Nintendo, where you've got your little, your little game in your room and you need right. no internet. You could play that for hours, I guess. Yeah, probably. So it got me thinking about like gaming, video game addictions. And this could probably, of course, ha also be like being addicted to your phone or being addicted to social media and like is are these things recognized and then i i wanted to know like are is there actual treatment for this now you know these days mm -hmm. so i started researching the idea of the addiction portion 
And I found on AmericanAddictionCenters.org, they say that today video game addiction has been recognized as a process addiction, and they likely compare it to compulsive gambling. Okay. As, yeah, as like a gambling that, addiction. Like, winning elements. That is literally what the next <laughs> like couple words said. Look at you. You're so smart. So wow. it said it um they the reason why they compare it to gambling is because they both have that rush of winning be- and that becomes one of the primary motivations for actually doing it in the first place for for yeah. playing. So not all researchers agree that video game and gaming is harmful or addictive. And I mean, I, for every, every article you read, there's going to be one that contradicts it. I think right. that for the longest time, this has been out there in the media as like video games are harmful for kids. You know, like people have been saying that and then saying the opposite probably ever since they were invented. It's right. going to rat your brain. It's going to make you more violent. And, you know, same thing with like movies and TV and stuff. So people there's there's not one conclusive study that just you know kind of answers that question for us all on whether or not they are bad or good because everybody you know is saying the opposite thing but there definitely is research saying that it is harmful and then there's a lot of people also saying that it's not and that it's not addictive and then there are other people saying that it is so many people including parents believe that video games expand the imagination of a child that it gives their children the opportunity to work collaboratively collaboratively and potentially even sharpen their cognitive skills yeah i mean there's a lot of uh, solution you know based learning or i don't know if that's what it's called but or like yeah, the puzzles and things yeah. like that or games like um where they have to build civilizations and stuff yeah. like that there's definitely I could see an argument for that. It just, I think it would depend on the game. Yeah. And, and definitely the, I would say the age maybe of, of the person. Um, but that's kind of like the argument for it is that it could be a, essentially like a tool to help your brain and your imagination. The opposite concern is what we could, you can probably imagine what those would be is when the amount of time playing the video game replaces the time that could be spent doing physical exercise, school, yeah, it's just like events, the TV, you know, mm-hmm. social activities, sleep, and maybe even like you said, like after school jobs. That that's when it could be an issue, and that's when it becomes an addiction anyway. Even if it was gambling or drinking or whatever it happens to be. An obsessive preoccupation with games at the expense of real life activities or obligations shares the same characteristics or some of the characteristics of addictive behavior, as I'm sure like that's probably, I mean, you know, because I'm sure every addict has to ask themselves when, you know, their, their thing that they liked then becomes an addiction. Like, when do you cross that line? Yeah. You know, like when does that, when does that switch turn from fun and playful to like an addiction? And I'm assuming is there's, you know, it's when you are using it for coping skills and when you're doing that instead of other things that could enhance your life. Yeah, when it affects like your day-to-day life, like if you're Mm -hmm. isolating yourself Mm -hmm. or you're like, maybe if you're not showing up to work or school. Exactly. 
it's just like when it has negative hold. impacts yeah exactly yeah. but again like addiction itself yeah like addiction itself there's not really an agreed upon like standard of like okay you have an addiction even like with alcohol i mean there's different you know there's different assessments that can be used mm-hmm. but overall the feeling is like let's say okay you have one drink a day but you feel like you can't make it without that drink like and you can yeah. be an alcoholic then you're an alcoholic you know yeah so it's, it's See, that's it, where it gets tricky it is i mean like it's such an it's a, such a tricky thing to define because there's so many different aspects like you right. said like you know and every person is different like that one drink for that one person could be the equivalent to 20 in another person i don't know yeah yeah like, a with, lot but i feel like with video games like it's almost more active than just me sitting on the couch watching TV. Cause like, I'm literally just watching, like my mind's not working, mm-hmm. but whereas video games, it's like, you actually have to participate. So I'm like, yeah, you have to make choices. Your yeah. Brain... I'm like, that might be a little bit more productive than just, you know, me binge watching a Netflix show all day. <laughs> Maybe exactly. And that's what they're saying is expanding the mind and imagination is it's that decision-making skills, um, you know, like it, where you can then become that, that, uh, that psychological effect of being in flow, you mm-hmm. know, where you like kind of oh, forget yeah. what's happening, yeah. but cause you're That's so that. zoned in. That's such an, I love that, that idea. It's so interesting. Um, but you know, <laughs> someone speaks to you and you can't even hear what they're saying. <laughs> you're so obsessed with whatever is happening in your mind. And it, and they say that happens when you make a lot of decisions over and over and over again, like when you're playing like a video game. So Psychology Today states that the comparison between video gaming and gambling addiction is flawed. They say that it's flawed because there are no financial stakes or material losses involved with video games. Whereas even like online gambling, you could potentially lose a lot of money. Winning a video- like the same like reward center of your brain so i yes i would argue that it still is the same but i can see what they're saying yeah i think they're saying that it's affecting your brain in the same way with the idea of winning but it's not affecting your life in the same way because you wouldn't have the same types of consequences that's true you're not gonna Um, like gamble away your you know your your house savings Yeah. yeah exactly um well, if you played that instead of having a job, then you could potentially play your yeah, way. You, yeah, there into, definitely could be some financial um, into financial ruin, but yeah, yes. maybe a little slower. But and I do think that, like, I would assume that the ga- that gambling addiction, the the winning, I would assume that it would hit a little more intensely because of that financial win versus yeah i get to another level of a game but i don't know although with video gaming you know they have these competitions now and these people get sponsored and it's a lot of money in that so or like what you mentioned in the last episode that we we did the last podcast episode where like the people who are professionally like streaming themselves Mm -hmm. and then people just watch them for hours yeah they watch somebody else play like wow <laughs> that's a lot like why like, don't you just go to me, ahead and do- I, I will never understand that that sounds so boring but but i mean we could say the same argument i guess for professional sports like that's we're true. sitting on the couch watching it rather than doing it and then that's true. You're sitting I watch on the couch 
all you know, I watch that all day every day that's just like rich people fighting with each other exactly so now we're sitting on the couch watching somebody else play a video game I don't know but yeah those people who play it professionally and that make all kinds of money like wow the amount of time that they have to spend prior to that to then become sponsored and then to be that good at the game mm, I can't so- even imagine so does China like have like a worse problem than we do, or is it just more, they're just more like strict about it? I have, I, I, I just, I think that, you know, it, it could be both. It definitely could be both, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that their like political system is very different. Yeah, than ours. That's what I was so, thinking. so that probably has to do with a lot <laughs> of like, yeah. What... Cause I was like, it definitely seems like it's probably an issue here too, but I don't know if something, yes. you know, if it yeah. was more of a problem in China and that's why they implemented that law. Cause I'm sure they have lots of laws that are very different in comparison to ours. Yeah. Um, when you look at them side by side or issues and things like that. But I, I have a feeling that, that that's where it comes from. Someone somewhere thought it was a real big issue yeah <laughs> and then they decided to make the law uh so winning a video game requires cognitive skills and sharp sharp reflexes as the article said it's <laughs> kind of funny. sharp oh yeah i'm juking them around you know, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> while winning at gambling is a matter of luck so true. you know so the source of the addictive quality of gaming is still unknown or is still unknown, but researchers propose that the process of playing and winning these games, like you said, the center of your, the part of your brain, it may trigger a release of dopamine, a brain yeah. chemical that elevates mood and provides a rush of energy, mm-hmm. which I think we can all use a little more dopamine. Oh yeah. <laughs> For those of us who don't know, dopamine is the same neurotransmitter involved in other addictive activities such as alcohol or drug abuse or like when i drive by the mcdonald's sign i'm like (laughs) and i start salivating because i'm like oh what's so good (laughs) little pavlov there yes (laughs) so video game addiction is not currently recognized as an addictive disorder in the dsm which is the diagnostic statistical manual of mental disorders Mm -hmm. and that is of course the definitive guide for psychiatric illnesses so i but i did find that in 2018 the world health organization otherwise known as who added (laughs) (laughs) when people started talking about that at the beginning of COVID, i was like like i mean i'm talking the very beginning i'm like like the band like I, I, you know i had to be i mean like, like the wow they're, they're real they have a lot of power that, that <laughs> when it was just starting to buzz who is telling us that we need to do this and who is recommending <laughs> i was like geez wait it's wait, like wait, who's wait. on first type of thing are we talking about the confusing. band like the guess who or are we talking about <laughs> so i had to have it literally spelled out for me a couple of times i was like oh okay okay i'm back back on the same page so um the who and not the game added gaming disorder to the international classification of diseases the icd which and is what the dsm uses now so they're probably going to add it in yeah 
It's just a matter of time, man. So, uh, oh, oh, we're changing two lines. Let's have um, a fifth edition and make everybody buy another book. That is the size of, <laughs> it's I so mean, big. that thing, carrying that thing around in your backpack will just, that's the reason of all your back problems, let me tell you. <laughs> so the ICD is the basis of identification of health trends and statistics globally and international and the international standard for reporting diseases and health conditions. So it would make sense that the DSM, the diagnostics manual would then look to like an international standard. Makes sense. There's gotta be some sort of chain of information, you know, making its way down yeah, to Yeah, it's basically like tests. the diagnosis codes for every medical condition you can think of, you know, like if you mm-hmm. get a cough, there's an ICD code for that, you know, so. Really? That, okay. That's definitely, you know, progress. So this, it said that it's used by doctors around the world to help them diagnose conditions. They said that in order for gaming disorder to be properly diagnosed, the behavior pattern must be of sufficient severity to result in significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational, or other important areas of functioning and would normally have been evident for at least 12 months. That I thought was interesting. I don't know what your experience is with, with other types of like substance abuse and things like that, but like 12 months seems like a kind of like a long time to need in order to back that this was an issue like not six months not eight months 12 like a whole year you need a whole year gone down the drain before we can really say but i don't know yeah i mean definitely makes sense that it would have to be a while it's not just like a weekend right you know (laughs) like whoa i really hit the video gaming hard this weekend you know yeah it's interesting it seems like there's kind of some resistance of like you know, making it a full-on addiction, I guess, because then it's we a have, hot to, topic. have to treat it. <laughs> because it's it's a big money-making thing. It's a huge industry. It's a yeah. huge industry. Yeah, that's a good so point. So anything yeah. that involves money and jobs, you know, I'm thinking about all the people that have to be, that have to come together just to make one game. It's yeah. a lot. That's a yeah. lot of people. So are there like treatment centers for people? with? So I did Google it and there absolutely are. But you have to pay out of pocket. In the United States. And yes, you would have to pay out of pocket. I mean, it's not recognized in the DSM. So I would assume you would, unless you have some really fancy, fancy insurance um, that, you know, lists that caveat. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, so, okay. So what are like the specific risks of, you know, gaming addictively, they said that seizures and repetitive stress injuries, which I am personally, I'm, I play this one little like Tetris game on my phone all the time. And if, and if I play it a lot, like my hand hurts, like my thumb hurts from constantly doing that stroke. Or my neck starts to hurt if it's on my phone. Yes. I'm looking down. You're looking down. So the idea of like repetitive stress injury, even if it's something small, like giving yourself carpal tunnel or whatever, but um, which I'm sure hurts a lot. So it's not that small, but so there's a potential risk of seizures and repetitive stress injuries. Um, The British medical journal 
published an article about the risks of video gaming for players who have epilepsy or other seizure disorders. They say that the flickering graphics, lights, and colors of video games um, may trigger seizure activity in some players. But you'd see that a lot of times, like on if you watch like a TV show or something, you know, they'll say like warning, you know, there might be like flickering lights, you know, which is yeah. good. I think they should say that because if you happen to have a seizure disorder and like you're totally caught off guard, you know, that could, that could really ruin all your day. <laughs> um, there is also evidence that compulsive gaming may lead to the repetitive stress, stress injury, specifically of your wrist and hands, which I can see. Oh yeah. So sure. they think that, um, pro it, it would affect problems with concentration and attention. Uh, for me, like I have ADHD, so that's why I play the, the game on my phone because I can't, God forbid I sit and like I know. do one thing, you know, please. Yeah. I feel like antsy <laughs> if I'm just sitting there, I'm like, Hmm, I need to do something. So I, you need something else. So you're doing like three things at the same time. Oh, oh, let me just play this game while I'm doing all this other stuff. So they say that there is some concern that the rapid movements and fast paced action of video games promote a loss of concentration in players. The children who spend a lot of time playing video games may become less interested in reading books, for example. I, I, I was just like, no, that's kind of like a duh. Yeah, you know, I like, mean, they're, they're very, it's apples and oranges, you know, like. I, know. I mean, that's like every, every child is different. Every person is different. And some people are going to play that game and be bored. And some people are going to play that game and be like, this is awesome. And then not want to read anymore because they have this instead, which is the same avenue that I'm sure society went down when TV became very like popularized in every household, you know, yeah. like you can do that versus going outside, you know? So, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, but I just thought that it was interesting that it wrote in there may become less interested in reading books. I believe all of this information came from the American addiction centers.org, but I was doing a lot of Googling. Um, so I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but uh, they said, of course, this is the one that I would think would be the biggest is the sedentary lifestyle. You yeah. Know, hours spent sitting at a computer or in front of a device, like that takes a toll, just like working an office job would, you know, what do they say? Like sitting is the new heart attack. Or, yeah. Yeah. Sitting is the new smoking. That's what it is. The lack of physical exercise would affect anybody negatively weight gain, poor posture, it, you know, all those wonderful increased risks. They say that, um, you know, it, it, the, another danger is lack of social engagement. However, they do have a lot of games where you play with somebody else and you like, you have the headset or typing in and talking to somebody else. So that, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's a little different, but, but you know, it is different. It's very different than, you know, physically interacting as I, as I'm sure we are all well aware now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after <laughs> we have after quarantine that talking to someone on a screen is very different than being physically with them. Right. Um, they say that all the video games require engaging with others in this computerized environment, it doesn't always prepare children for the realities of socializing with peers, which is true. Like, you know, sharing compromise, you know, 
conflict resolution, a lot of those I think have to be done in the moment. A lot of times you can prepare and say an abstract idea, but will they truly get it? I don't know. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and then there, there is treatment, there is treatment. And it said that the treatment would focus on behavioral modification therapies, such as cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT, and that they can try to help those affected stay away from the obsessive thought patterns and obsessive habits of their addiction. And that, that is the end. That is the end. So we will see, we'll see if uh, these children are really maintaining this three hour a week rule and like how do they yeah do you get fined or do you go to jail if you don't like yeah yeah I mean that puts that puts a decent amount of pressure on the parents for sure or guardians because you have to make sure that that you know your kids are abiding by the literal law yeah at that point that's that's sounds interesting yeah yeah so um I I looked up some of some like because you know there's like a ton of ICD codes out there um, mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that there were some weird ones. So another mini topic, but I just, um, <laughs> I looked up some of the most bizarre ICD codes. Um, so there's one that's uh, V97.33XD sucked into jet engine subsequent encounter. <laughs> that oh is a real gosh. ICD code. How many code. times did that have to happen? <laughs> In, globally. Because it's talking global scale statistics there. Right? Like, wow. <laughs> I guess they that literally have for that everything. Yeah. And did they survive? <laughs> Are they using this code for treatment? Or uh, that's like... just the diagnosis. Like if they come into the hospital, like I guess even if they're dead, like that's the diagnosis you would put like why are they here I okay they were sucked into it <laughs> the second time um, oh this is a good one pedestrian on foot injured in collision with roller skater subsequent encounter so that roller could be you. skater okay so if yeah. i run into somebody else and accidentally injure them or if they oh, run into me i guess this would probably fall under the um the video games um dependence on enabling machines and devices not elsewhere classified so Ooh. well then they talk about the crackberry but <laughs> i'm sure they have one otherwise known yeah, as the blackberry games as you said yeah i don't know what's wow. mean other the jet superficial, engine one. other superficial bite of other specified part of neck initial encounter so like vampires they're, they're saying that that is just a hickey. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bitten by pig, initial encounter. Struck oh, by pigs duck. Kill, uh, kill. Pigs kill people every year. Isn't really? that nuts? I always remember that from that from the, the third movie in the Silence of the Lambs trilogy, if you will. Um, he kills someone with wild boars he like put like you know like pushes them oh. into the pit so they eat every them? every year i mean wild pigs apparently i heard this i don't know if this is true but if if a pig that is domesticated becomes wild somehow in its journey they will literally grow tusks and like they will wow. eat you yeah like maybe not one pig but if it was many, many pigs, like they will totally, you know, and they're very strong and yeah, 
ugh, I can believe it. But again, how many times is this happening in order to require this special international code? Ugh, gross. I know. That means somebody researched that, you know, going from pig farm like, to pig farm. Like, I guess farm. it had to happen for them to make code for it, right? Or do they just, yeah. like, think of every, God, whose job is that? Like, all right, let's think of every possible <laughs> And that's what they don't, isn't that what they hunt in the beginning of Lost? They're like trying to catch wild boar. Oh, I don't even remember. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Any more? Um, that it? <laughs> there's a uh, burn due to water skis on fire. Subsequent encounter. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love the subsequent encounters. I wonder if they're in the water while it's on fire or if they yeah. are on land. You know those videos where the people like jump through the fiery hoops? I yeah. wonder if that is this happened enough. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Where that's someone's probably, like jumping through the yeah, fiery like a, dare, a daredevil <laughs> type thing. Yeah. Spacecraft like, collision injuring occupant, sequela. I don't know. What does sequela mean? <laughs> I don't know. But that could have been uh could have been your your topic last last week i know struck by this... macaw initial encounter macaw <laughs> like the bird yeah i bet well like that one i can see yeah that one i can see a lot I've... of people have those as pets my brother was bitten by my grandmother's macaw very well, badly probably on his finger. It. <laughs> <laughs> i remember trying to feed that thing peanuts and it was it was always so scary because <laughs> you'd be like you'd have to like, like just, just like eat the peanut not so quickly like pop that peanut in the in the cage so that it wouldn't get you because yeah. the way they are is they're nice to some people but not to everybody you know because they're used to their handlers oh right yeah. so like he would like sit on my dad's shoulder and like chill there for hours but you know our little kid fingers probably looked more like peanuts <laughs> like yummy yeah but yeah that's well thank you for the there other are plenty of more weird ones if you do a search i'm sure <laughs> but yeah so that's the international icd stands yeah for... you, if you just search like weird icd codes or like ICD international codes. classification of diseases yeah all right wow <laughs> Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. This is the part I don't get. And feel free to email us at our Gmail, the part I don't get at gmail.com. And, and we shall see you in two weeks. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right.